1: It's our weekly look at the news, and I want to discuss Charles Manson, so let's get into it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my lovely wife, Nikki. Hello. And before we start diving into this week of the news, is there anything you'd like to say?
2: Yes, pray for Spencer. He's hurt himself. Wait, is this the same wrist that was hurting before though? Is it the same arm? I don't know. Well oh, no. wait, he hurt himself. Again, you don't know how.
1: You know, it's funny when you're like young and invincible <laughs> or whatever, and you're like, no, you know, you see a bunch of, you know, old people and they're always hurt and they fall down and like their whole body's bruised, and you're like, oh my god, like this is insane. And now I'm like not even middle aged yet and i just feel so much empathy like i just woke up and you're like oh my arms dead awesome so that's fun but we're making it through the podcast will go on <laughs> nothing's going to stop us but pray for for me um pray for Nikki's brother still uh davy keep him in your prayers he definitely needs some and yeah that's really about it
2: Yeah, just pray for my other brother's got something he's looking into. Uh, Some medical issues, yeah. Yeah. Just just keep my other brother in your prayers.
1: (laughs) And we will pray for you that you don't Mm -hmm. fall victim to the credit card companies on this blessed holiday season. Yeah. (laughs) So,
2: uh,
1: (laughs) what, as we kind of get this going, I talked about Charles Manson. What do you know of Charles Manson? I don't
2: even remember. (laughs) He's wicked.
1: He is wicked. I can't
2: remember everything. Yeah, it's been a while since we've talked about.
1: So I do want to get to the news, but Charles Manson, if you remember, he was a cult leader in the 1960s in California, and um, he was sentenced to life in prison. He was actually sentenced to the death penalty uh, California got rid of the death penalty, so he was sentenced to life in prison, and he died in 2017. But what is important, and I think pertinent about Charles Manson today, and what made him, or what jogged my memory of him today is, you know, he never killed anyone. I don't know if you're aware of that, but Charles Manson never physically killed anybody. Um, none of the people in the Shan, or, Shania, or Shannon Tate, I believe was her name, and then there's a follow on murder, the LaBlanca murders. None of those people were actually killed by Charles Manson. What Charles Manson was convicted of was masterminding the murders. Hmm. He was essentially brainwashing these 20 somethings um, to go and do his evil bidding. And the result of his evil bidding was, uh, I think, six to seven, six or seven people dead. Um, pretty horrific, too. They didn't just die. Quickly, It was horrific. Um, And I found this article here. If you want to read. Why are we
2: bringing this up?
1: (laughs) I will get to it. But if you want to read this little section here.
2: Okay. In every case, the murder charge was as an accomplice and prosecutors acknowledged Manson was neither present at the murders, nor had he explicitly ordered them. According to the case put forward at trial, Manson did not need to explicitly command anything in order for the family members to know what it was that he wanted them to do. I think I know where he might be going with this. We'll see. <laughs> I think I do. You <laughs> um, keep reading. Yeah. Okay. In one interview with the psych, how do you say Psychiat- psychiatrist.
1: psychiatrist.
2: Watson said that Manson was capable of computing him and influencing him at a distance. As we drove along, I could hear Charlie's voice inside my head, computing what he had said every moment. Go up to the house, kill them, cut them up, hang them on the mirrors. I don't want to read that.
1: Like I said, it was pretty horrific.
2: Goodness.
1: So why tell you all this? You know, why bring up Charles Manson? when We're talking about the news of the week and... Um, I tell you this to basically set up the big news stories of the week. And if you've been following the news, you know, Ahmad Arbery's trial reached a conclusion this week. And then um, Daryl Brooks drove his truck through the parade and I think it was Wakusha.
2: I don't Wacusha? know how to say that.
1: I don't know, some city in Wisconsin. Um, and to me, in these stories, and really it has been for years, and we've been talking about it for ever since we started this podcast, um, our news media and our political class are every bit Charles Manson, uh, the hatred, the anger, the division that drives people to the depravity and the, you know, mm-hmm. it's a direct result in my opinion of the Charles Manson approach, you know, our news and political, uh, political leaders. It's the same approach. Wow. I feel like that they've adopted in this country, and really just around the world. But we're focused on America, like
2: a type of mind control, brainwashing. And we do it's use those terms. We actually say brainwashing and mind control, and it could go this far, and possibly some of those could be
1: well. It, definitely, it's not good. It, it quite literally well, is. Right. I mean, you know, just like Manson, they manipulate. They plant these seeds. They promote hate. the point where like tex watson said who's this guy in this article um tex watson here this uh fine gentleman uh or monster as you prefer to call him uh, as he was quoted in that article you Mm -hmm. know he said manson was able to compute and influence him at a long distance he could hear manson in his head he said and i think that's where we are in this country you know we're told Ahmaud Arbery's murderers were driven by racism. You know, that's what they tell us, to kill uh, the young man. And I don't doubt it. I mean, he was a a black man, and from all indications, he was just out on a run or doing whatever, and they wanted to kill him. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: They definitely pursued him.
1: But you have to, I think, take it a step further back, is who's ultimately or like solely responsible for spreading racism and hatred in America? Mm-hmm. it's our news media and our wicked political leaders they're the ones that brainwash people into seeing the whole world as enemies right everybody you know if it's skin color if it's political affiliation oh when i was in if, books a
2: million again today just a whole section on just pretty much hating white men and they're the problem like
1: and it infects oh, everything man, it's insidious it's gotten it. it's tentacles into every aspect of our lives and You know, you look at Daryl Brooks, and it's still early on in the investigation. We don't really know a lot about it, but, you know, the guy drove his SUV through a parade, killed six people, injured dozens more, and, you know, we don't necessarily know his motivations entirely just yet. Right. Um, But, you know, what we do know is that the news media and the political leaders in this country, they basically set everyone on edge 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Everyone's, you know, almost on the verge of snapping at any given moment Mm. and everybody hates everybody else. So, you know, our only hope really in this world is Christ. And that's, you know, if you have a relationship with him, Mm -hmm. you know, then that's something you get is that peace that comes with Christ. But, you know, if you're the Daryl Brooks of the world, These guys who killed Ahmad Arbery, they don't know Christ. There's nothing to keep them from just going over the edge. And when you have a news media, political leaders that are just constantly pushing this fear and hate, fear and hate, fear and hate all day long, everywhere you look, it's it's not surprising that this would be the result.
2: Yeah. Like, do we ever look within like with what you were talking with the kids earlier? We always want to point the finger at somebody else. Like every news story is intended for us to point the finger at someone else.
1: Yeah. Like I'm sure these guys who killed Ahmaud Arbery thought this guy's dangerous. This guy's a criminal. This guy's whatever. When in reality you shot the dude to death, you are the one that people should be scared of. You're mm-hmm. the criminal, not him, yeah. but they're so on edge that this is the way they see the world and they're being driven to that by a news media and a political class that feet. I mean, that's how they stay in power. That's what, this isn't an accident. And that's what I'm trying to get at. This is purposeful. They purposefully want this country in this state that mm-hmm. it's in because it keeps them in control. It keeps us divided amongst each other. We're much easier to conquer mm-hmm. and this is wickedness. And that's why we've kind of stopped just calling these things sort of, you know, accidental or coincidental. It's wickedness. It's mm-hmm. planned. Um and in my opinion, uh, the media and the politicians, they should be held account to the or held to account for this. Um, like Charles Manson was. It'd be um nice in this country if we actually got to the root now, obviously the root cause is Satan. They're Satan's children. So you can go back further, yeah. of course. But um you know, I just think I don't know, it just jumped out to me that you know this is what we should be focused on, you know. But rather than that, it's you know, Black Friday just came and went, it's the holiday season. So rather than focusing on the real enemy, we'll be distracted with buying stuff we can't afford that we don't right. really need. And uh, you know, as long as stimulus checks keep rolling in, what does it matter, right? System mod Arbury, no big deal. It wasn't your kid that got shot to death, so um. I just think, you know, we as believers, we have to recognize the enemy. And that's what we talk about all the Mm -hmm. time. That's the reason we have this podcast is recognizing the enemy. We live in a wicked world, a secular world, Mm -hmm. um, a world that's ruled by antichrist leaders as far as the eye can see. And you have to be aware of that. Every word that comes from their mouth, you should immediately not believe it. Like until proven otherwise, disbelieve everything they say.
2: They don't care about people. They don't care about you.
1: They don't care about you. You are, as we talked about before in our previous episode, you're an object. You're a statistic to them. That's really it. And, you know, in this country, you know, our enemy, it's not your neighbor. It's not your fellow citizens that believe differently than you on whatever it is. Tax rates, gun rights, all these sorts. It's not them. It's the people, you know, that are pulling the strings. It's again the charles mansons the world and the news media and the political class that are the real enemy and i don't know
2: know. if we didn't have the news going on (laughs) how different the world would be
1: oh if you just turn the news (laughs) off and get off social media and walked outside you'd realize it's actually a pretty uh pretty good life your neighbors are pretty easy to get along with yeah and uh most people tend to think like you they just kind of want to live a good life and Mm -hmm. have they a good wouldn't future be taught how kids. to think
2: about others. So that someone's telling them what to think of other people and to fear each other and that they're a victim.
1: Yeah, so if you ever bump into a, uh, a politician or a member of the mainstream news media, you should treat them the same way you would if you bumped into Charles Manson on the street. <laughs> Run from them with <laughs> your ears plugged, screaming as loud as you can. Um, but just wanted to kind of make this last point on that. You know when we talk about these things like political issues and you know all the different issues of the day, somehow everything's turned political. Um, but we need mm-hmm. to stop addressing things as left or right, you know, liberal or conservative in this country. We need to start addressing them as wicked or righteous. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily trying to say that liberal equals wicked and conservative equals righteous. That's certainly not the truth. Um, it's just that liberalism is far easier to spot for its wickedness than right. um, the other side of the aisle is currently, although I'm sure underneath it, they're all just as guilty. Um, I'm convinced they're all actors playing a part for the most, uh, most part, but, um, yeah, we just need to change our language, you know, because we live in a culture in America where the society isn't religious. They don't have a spiritual sense about them as we'll see, as we dig into a couple of surveys that we'll get to later in the episode, but they don't see things through a spiritual lens.
2: Mm-mm. So They when see you're... It through a political lens. Everybody just sees
1: yeah, political. That is their religion, It's is not the politics. It's not good
2: or, or bad. It's, you know, liberal or conservative is the lens people view things now. and has nothing to do with God.
1: Yeah, they think that, you know, we have to win a political battle or win a, you know, an electoral hmm. win when really there's are spiritual battles that are being fought and we're losing badly. Yeah. in this country we are being routed in this country yeah. and um all we do is we sit there and we think every 4 years you know you're going to vote in your guy you know he's going to be the president yeah. and somehow it's all going to turn around when
2: even conservatives like christians don't say it's a conservative view to say does this view honor god or not does it put others first or am i only thinking about me My rights, what's going to help me? Like, we need to start speaking about it in different terms.
1: Right. And for the most part, really, I mean, you know, if you're trying to, you know, claim you're conservative, it may even be more insidious at the end of the day because just like, you know, Glenn Youngkin, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago, won the election in Virginia as governor. And then what was his first thing to do? Uh, He basically told people businesses were allowed to enforce vaccine mandates. Um, So he's, a wolf in sheep's clothing basically. And so that's maybe even more insidious trying to, you know, dress yourself up in, uh, you know, that attire. So I just think it's important when you're speaking to people, they're not going to see the world through a spiritual lens. They're not religious. They're not spiritual for the most part, even if they claim to go to church, they're not spirit. They don't see the world that way. So it's important for us to change the way we talk and. You know, don't be afraid of being called that, you know, crazy religious kook that thinks, you know, everything's a, a battle of, you know, spiritual wills or whatever it is. But be a kook. Who cares? <laughs> um, you know, that's that's the way we're going to make things uh, or see change. So do you have any last things on the bear? We don't, you know, whatever. The results of the case, they are what they are. Uh, to us, the underlying reasons is far more important than the results of the I case. I mean, I think...
2: Um... Yeah, I agree with you.
1: <laughs> so, I
2: don't think there's any more to say.
1: Sadly, the wickedness didn't stop there this week. Um, we go to, what was this story? From theblaze.com. Um, Thomas Jefferson statue is being removed from New York City Hall because former U.S. president, author of the Declaration of Independence, owned slaves. You know, we... Just found that out, apparently, and we got to get rid of him. And um, mm. this ties in really closely with a second story that we're going to talk about here. And this is from um, the Christian Post. And it says, the Health and Human uh, Services revokes religious exemption waivers for faith-based foster care providers in three states. Mm. So the reason I wanted to attach these two together Um, well, we'll just touch on, uh, Thomas Jefferson first. I think, you know, we've been seeing over the summer of 2020 and into 2021, they've been, you know, sort of removing these statues, tearing down statues was kind of a big thing. And it sort of started with these Confederate generals, you know, and you're like, eh, you know, I don't agree with it. We should keep it It's history, but I get it. I mean, they are essentially fighting against America almost. I mean, they're a foreign force essentially in our own country. Um, but Thomas Jefferson is different. He was integral. He is America. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have America without Thomas Jefferson. And I believe personally, slavery is not the reason he's being torn down again. I agree. Yeah. When you look at the world through a spiritual lens, um, I think slavery sure might you know be the easy sell. But mm-hmm. I think um, what it has more to do with is Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence that. We are a nation that adheres to nature's law and nature's God. Um, he wrote nature's God into our Declaration of Independence. He established this country in a foundation of God-given rights that our rights come from God, not from government. And as our again wicked politicians look to rewrite history and change, you know, our history, you've got to get rid of Jefferson. You've got to get rid of this idea of God-given rights because. How can the government be the one who gives us rights if we as a citizenry know that they come from God?
2: Right. And I think it's really who it's just they want to be God. That's what it comes down to. Uh, They want to be worshipped.
1: Just like their father, uh, Satan, wanted to be worshipped and wanted to be God. And um, I think, you know, this is kind of ties into this second story here with the health and human services. Because, you know, essentially what they say, and this guy, you know, he lies. He says today's actions support the bedrock American principle and core mission of our department to ensure Americans have access to quality, health, and human services. Which is not true. What it it does is it removes the religious exemption for faith-based foster care. So essentially, if you're a Christian, Muslim, whatever it is, religious organization and you're fostering children, and an LGBTQ you know couple wants to come and adopt your kid, you got to give them to them. Even though they go completely against your religious beliefs, your way of um, life, your worldview, mm-hmm. right. doesn't matter. You got to give them to then them. And there's
2: no point in being a faith-based um, foster care system. Why be faith-based?
1: Well, no. And I mean, even above and beyond the faith-based foster care thing, down at the end of the article here, um, he says, in May, the Biden administration implemented a rule mandating the recipients of federal funding under Title X family planning program provide referrals for abortion, even if doing so violates their religious beliefs. Um, so, God bless that Christian president, Joe Biden, and his uh, staunch support for abortion. So, the reason we want to attach these two stories together because We're at a point now where everybody sort of has their beliefs. If you're an adult in this country, there's very few independents that are just kind of in the middle and they don't know what to believe. And if you're one of those, figure it out, get off the fence. Right. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, how wicked can the world get? And you're still like, well, I don't know. I just want (laughs) to wait and see what, you know, come on. Are you kidding me? (laughs) So we already believe what we believe. So I think this is just that more long-term play, right? They get rid of, uh, Jefferson and they do away with the idea of God given rights. Right. Um, and this is a long term play. So now your children, if they're young enough or your grandchildren, they're going to be losing sight of these God given rights. They're going to be learning that, mm-hmm. oh, well, I got my, uh, my right to health care from the government. I got yep. my right to education because from the government. government.
2: It's all praise to the government. That's what it is. And, and it, it, it is just pushing God out. Just everybody talks about when prayer was removed from the public school. But this is just more of that.
1: It is more of that. And then the same thing, you attach that to the health and human services. Now you can't even keep these kids growing up in a Christian environment. Now they can be pushed into a secular home where they have, and we've talked about that in previous episodes. Most people, I think it's like over 60%. Most of the people that are Christian in this country learn their faith from their family. Mm -hmm. So now there's, you know all these kids in the foster care system that are could potentially be growing right. up in non-christian homes.
2: Well the purpose is to raise them up in the ways of God. And this you know faith-based organizations and it's all in vain if you're going to have a same-sex couple foster or adopt. It's all for nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just it's doing away with our history and trying to, you know, remove God from the head of this country, you know, where it was founded. Mm-hmm. And I know people get upset when you talk about, you know, this being a, a country that was founded by God and, you know, making a covenant with God. But, you know, we once were, or at least that's the way the founders saw it. it, you know, regardless good. of what you thought of yeah. it, they thought this was founded by God and they thought they were making covenants with God. So our wicked politicians and Leaders are trying to get rid of that, and there's, here's two examples. So um, I think on this, and these are, you know, some serious stories. We're going to try to lighten the, the mood here in just a minute, but uh, I think, and again, that's kind of the reason why we're making this podcast, why we do it. You need to start being rigid in your faith. You know, for so long, Christians have kind of been like, go along to get along. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to get in arguments. We don't want to tell people you know, it, it might look like we're judging them. I mean, how often have you heard as a Christian, like, oh, you can't judge me. That, you can't tell people they're sinning. Just let them go to hell. I That's the loving thing.
2: How many times I've heard that, you
1: know, but man, that is, you got to let that go. Like with the world we're in now, you need to be rigid in your faith. You know, we've talked about where's your line before. I mean, it needs to be down mm-hmm. to the most minute things. You know, we just did this at church the other week. They were having a youth group all-nighter you know all the you know kids boys and girls going to church all night hanging out and we we're like yeah right dude our kids aren't they're not going to hang out all night with girls around and the girls well, with the boys they were
2: in different buildings but that don't sure they
1: are but, but that's that still,
2: temptation is there the you're straddling around. that line
1: you know our boys are 13 yeah. i know where mine my, my mind was when i was 13 um i shouldn't have been allowed in the all-nighter thinking mom
2: and dad aren't around some Other adult, I don't know that well, thinks they know me. Yeah. And I mean,
1: even in a Christian circle, I mean, these are Christian leaders that are putting this on. Yeah, that's what's
2: disappointing. And we're
1: more rigid than them. And we're like, nah, our kids aren't doing that. So I was shocked. I think, again, your line may not be our line. We get that. But if your line isn't well defined, you better start defining it because they're about to start pushing you um, further back. They're going to start making you move that line further back, further back to where, um, I mean, as you can kind of see, you know, we're going to be losing more of our history and losing more of our future. So pretty dangerous times that we live mm-hmm. in. And. Uh, yeah, nothing new, though, nothing new. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to something a little bit funnier. I don't know what your take on this story is, honey, because we did not I read was it thinking, together.
2: Um, I don't know if you're going to see it different. I, I wasn't really sure what it meant. I read the.
1: So, well, do you want to read the headline real quick? The
2: headline, I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) The headline says, um, this mom shared how her husband gets daddy privilege, and it's a sad, sickening reality of parenting.
1: So (laughs) the the story kind of goes on to say this girl, she's, you know, has like a TikTok or something, and she...
2: She owns her bakery. She
1: owns a bakery, and... You know, she talks about how she'll go to the store, like the bulk goods store, and she buys all this stuff and she has her kids with her. And, you know, nobody ever says anything, but she sent her husband one time to go and do, you know, get all the flour and stuff like that. And he had the kids and Mm -hmm. everybody was just like, oh, you're such a hero, you know, falling all over the dad. So that was her story. He got the daddy privilege Mm -hmm. for doing something that she does every day. And Mm -hmm. I was curious how you thought of this story because you are a mom with four kids and you just went Black Friday shopping with your four kids. Yeah,
2: nobody said anything to me. Look at you. People will say, oh, you have twins. And they'll stop and just comment that I have twins. That's the only attention we get. But I think this is true. I think it really is. Um, I mean, reading the comments from people and they, you know, had um, one lady said, oh, I Right, uh flying on a plane with my kids and they're crying and nobody helps but my husband flies along with the kids and it's totally different like everybody's wanting to help him and I I don't know I was thinking maybe they uh people are like this in our society because I agree I tend to view uh it that way I might think oh it's harder for the dad because he's not used to doing these things like maybe it is a challenge because mom's naturally can handle all the multitasking and the nurturing. And like, that's just the way God made us. So we're kind of shocked when we see a guy doing it, not thinking that he's incapable, but you see the man as the one who, who does work. So if he's taking care of the kids outside of working, well, I know we live in a society where women work too. I get it. But still people think the man works and then you see him being the mother nurturer and women are like, oh, that's so, like women love seeing dads taking care of babies. Like it does melt your heart. You're like, look at that guy. He's so sweet. Like that's the way it is. And I think that's why society's that way. And I don't think that they were, I don't know. It's not that the dad should have been offended. They were just appreciating seeing a man uh, humble himself and take on that position is all. But I don't know if you saw it that way. I wasn't seen as a negative where he should have been offended or or she should have been upset. I think it was more along those lines because it's, it is rare. It's rare yeah. to see the dad, just even with the baby, even if he wasn't working while being with the baby, he probably still would get attention. Anyway, what did you say? <laughs>
1: well, I do want to make the point first. I think she's being funny in this news article like i don't think she's really you know complaining a lot about this daddy privilege i think she's probably more like giving her husband a hard time Maybe. and then making a point about it uh, i mean, do I think point she's... out that
2: they're feminists that he's a strong feminist and... that was my yeah
1: <laughs> eye roll moment of reading the article a guy who proudly proclaims his feminist badge um yeah But so I do want to make that point. I think she's being pretty funny or she's trying to be funny here in some sense. Yeah. But
2: yeah, when I
1: read it, I was like, well, that's covetousness Um, because you know, covetousness according to uh, the Bible dictionary is a strong desire to have that which belongs to another. And it's considered to be a very grievous offense in scripture. And. Um. I think, you know, she's saying through all all throughout this, she's making the case that like, Hey, I do this every day. I should be treated the same way he gets treated. I should be fawned over because she talks in there about, they see me in here all the time with my kids.
2: Oh, and And even when she was pregnant and had her other kid with her, she was doing all this, you know, hard labor, getting everything into her vehicle, like the bags of flour and everything. And.
1: So, the way it read to me is it's not like she's complaining that he got this daddy privilege and everybody fawned all over him. She's complaining that she doesn't get the same treatment. That's true.
2: That's true. And I think
1: that's right. And again, it's a funny story, I think is the intention, but I think it's a good point Mm -hmm. to kind of make because I guess my big point of this is, um, and this may be earth shattering to some people, life's not fair. Get over it, yeah, um, but if you're a
2: feminist, you shouldn't expect as a woman to get praise. You should get the treatment that you're just doing what you should do. You're an equal, but now we're looking at everything opposite, like, oh, the man's doing it. like yeah, well,
1: I just thought it was funny. I think, again, I think she's being a little bit you know tongue in cheek or whatever about this, but to me, I was like, that's kind of that's covetousness, like if you're really truly feeling this about somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I mean, Jesus comes and talks a lot. I mean, these are heart issues, right? And you got to guard your heart and be aware of the way you're thinking and the way you're feeling. Um, That's why we take these thoughts captive, right? And here's a chance where, you know, and this may not be her true feeling, but it could be yours reading this where you. are Like, yeah, you know, I am sick of my husband getting treated like a king for doing something I do every day. She could
2: be getting people thinking the wrong way. And
1: when instead you bitter. should just be like, yeah, you know what? He is a great dad. He deserves all that praise or whatever it happens to be. He's a feminist too. So there you go. <laughs> he deserves it. So, um, I would just say, be leery. If these are thoughts that you have, yeah. um, you need to take those, ca- uh, captive, take them to God. And, you know, I think part of growing up and it doesn't seem like a lot of people have come to this realization. Life's not fair. Everyone gets treated differently. Um, stop expecting that you're going to be treated like everyone else is treated. It doesn't yeah. exist. You don't treat people the same way as, you know, they treat you or, you know, I mean, you have best friends, you have different people you treat differently depending on the situation. Everybody does. Nothing's fair. Uh, LeBron yeah, James, true. born 6'8", 250 pounds, it can jump over a building. <laughs> that's not fair. Uh, it just is what it is. So, yeah, a pretty funny story. Go give it a read. We'll have all these linked in the description as always
2: she'll get more business through this
1: yeah maybe she has a good tiktok channel i don't know um (laughs) we have a good tiktok channel though daily devotions with religionless christianity podcast go give it a listen and give it a follow we'd appreciate it and also like and subscribe if you're on youtube and follow us if you're on the podcast share us and give us a review So those surveys that we were talking about, and we may dig more into these in a future episode. That was a lot of them.
2: I couldn't even finish.
1: Yeah. We just wanted to highlight them because it kind of goes along with what we talked about earlier with we live in a society where people don't see the world in a religious way anymore. Um, Even the people that claim to be Christians don't see the world um, with a religious, you know, bent to them. And I thought one of those points that highlights it here. And this is coming from Christianity Today, I think it was a Pew Research poll, and it says, uh, just reading this paragraph here, there also is a wide variance among Christians on the question of whether many religions can lead to eternal life in heaven, or if their religion is the one true faith leading to heaven. It says Protestants are more than twice as likely as Catholics to say that their faith is the one true faith leading hmm. to eternal life. So only 38% of Protestants say that their faith is the only way to heaven. That is stunning to me. What on earth would you even consider yourself a Christian for if you think that there's another path to heaven?
2: I don't know. Maybe they were looking at it like Protestant or another Christian denomination. Like, I don't know. I, I wondered about that.
1: Well, this one says, on the other hand, okay. 44% of evangelical Protestants say that many religions can lead to eternal life in heaven. Many like, religions. this is our point. You know, when we did an episode a while back that's called the American Mission Field. Um, the American Mission Field is your church.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's the that's mission true. field. That's true. It's so obvious. And it's not, it's worded weird. It's not that religions lead to eternal life in heaven, like you can be in the Catholic church and not realize that what you're practicing is wrong and you can, but you can still know. I well, know that
1: could be the nuance here. And again, Jesus we'll only dig more into this later and see, but that could be where they say, Hey, you know, can a Baptist go to heaven and you're a, you know, a Presbyterian and you might be like, yeah, sure. They right. can. That's so I don't know I how nuanced, thinking. but we did read that article of not a month or two ago where 60% of People in your church believe that Buddha and uh, Muhammad are perfectly acceptable ways to heaven. So,
2: was that in just like evangelical churches?
1: I don't remember, but um, I think it was. Yeah. But so the point is the people that you sit next to every day or every well, let's be real. The people you sit to like four times a year in church, because nobody goes to church anymore on a weekly basis by and large. But if you do, many of those people may not even be of the belief that there's only one path to heaven. So yeah. again, this is where we talk about being rigid. Don't let somebody that's like, well, they're Christians, or they know what they're talking about, or that politician says he's a Christian. Yeah, so does President Biden. He says he's a Catholic. Uh, I have my doubts. Um, so this is a pretty stunning poll. Every poll you read about American Christianity makes your jaw drop. You're like, what?
2: Yeah, I don't it know. does. It's really shocking. So maybe a, it's not shocking, but
1: the next poll the numbers. <laughs> was uh again from Christianity Today. And it's uh the poll was headlined Why Bad Things Happen to People. And one of the points again, we'll dig into this one more maybe in a future episode, but they said that only four in ten um Americans? Yeah, US Americans? adults
2: okay.
1: believe that Satan is responsible for the world's suffering. So apparently, you know, if you look at the numbers, there's 60 to 70% of America is Christian. That's mm-hmm. what the numbers tell us. Okay. But here they're saying 40% of Americans. So that means there's a large swath of people who profess to be Christians that don't think that Satan is responsible for, world's, for the world's suffering. Like, they just think it's just random happenstance. And
2: See, pastors can just look at these numbers and these um, findings and say, well, we're going to do a sermon on these and we're going to make sure our church is clear and we're all on the same page on all these things. All I have to do is look this up. This is simple. If you see those numbers, you got to know, well, that's the same numbers apply to my congregation.
1: You need to talk about it. I think, you know, it just, it's crazy. And again, there might be some nuance here that we're not seeing. So again, if we dig into these later and we're wrong in the way that we read these, we'll definitely try to correct that. But I mean, I get if you're like, well, I mean, I don't think if I stub my toe, that's Satan's problem. Okay, fine. We agree with you. But we're talking about world suffering here. Yeah. And on, only, or what, 60% of the people that were polled were like, no, it's just random, just weird stuff that happens. like, you watch, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you look at history. It, it, but again, I don't know. Some people claim to be atheists. Though I don't believe that either, but uh, that's an episode for another day. So do you have any last things on these two sad
2: surveys Mm. from
1: American Christianity?
2: that's okay. There's just too much else to say. We can move on.
1: And just when you think it can't get any sadder, we have the saddest news story of the entire week. If you want to read this headline, honey, (laughs) you never thought things could get this low
2: oh man it's bad if it's here yeah dollar tree to hike prices for the first time ever as inflation soars and the supply chain continues to see disruptions yeah i've talked with several people about this and there's so, people who are angry and they're like no i'm never gonna shop there again it's not worth it and i was going over all the products that i think are still worth buying even at a dollar 25
1: Yeah, so that's what the article says is they've now increased their prices from a dollar to a dollar twenty five.
2: I think that's good. I mean, I just went to Dollar Tree, was it two days ago with the kids and
1: The end is nigh.
2: I mean, they're not at a dollar twenty-five yet. I think someone said April. I don't know. I didn't read all of this particular article. I think I was just reading comments when I heard about it before, but I mean there's a lot of good deals there still.
1: They just weren't as good as they once were.
2: The best one so. is pregnancy tests. But if you know the married, clinics buy them married, out, so you know they're good.
1: Come on. They
2: do. Well, yeah, I'm just saying uh, that's where I got mine when,
1: you know, <laughs> were when I was accurate. pregnant with our children. Yeah, yes. they work
2: fine. And I remember that Dollar Tree said the clinic right next door, this is in Washington State, they buy them out. And I don't know how much they charge their patients, but they would buy Dollar Tree's pregnancy tests out.
1: Yeah, next time you go to the hospital and get a pregnancy test, take a look at your bill mm-hmm. and see how much they charge you for that You can buy for test. a dollar. <laughs> uh, that might make you cry. So, yep. yeah, just a little funny story. And we did, just as we end it here on these last two stories, uh, we just wanted to end it on, you know, celebrating the modern miracle that science has provided us as um, fellow believers have shared with us. Uh, This is a modern miracle from God. So we want to take time out of our show to (laughs) highlight it. Um,
2: The the
1: first one here comes from outkick.com. And it says German euthanasia clinics are requiring patients to be vaccinated before death. Praise God. So here we have a German (laughs) euthanasia, you know, where you voluntarily let doctors kill you. They're requiring their patients to be fully vaccinated before they'll kill them.
2: But that's for their safety, not for the patient's safety. I wonder, I don't know. I feel like there's something else about it. I don't know if they get... Yes, there's a kick- giant
1: stockpile of vaccines that need to be used. Okay, let's not I go don't down know. this road. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I know. They it's a modern miracle patients. from God. That's yeah.
1: what it is. And they just want these people that are committing suicide to partake in the blessing from God. So we're told maybe by fellow believers in the modern miracle from God. It's
2: so twisted for I kill you. I need to give you this miracle from God.
1: And then the last (laughs) one of the day, again, praising God for his modern miracle. Um, This comes from Bloomberg. Uh, Do you want to read that headline? Uh. The World Health Organization. Yeah.
2: Okay. World Health Organization says new strain is a variant of concern. Names it Om- Omi- Omicron?
1: Omicron, I think. Omicron.
2: I, I don't know. I just need to say, I just think it's really funny that all the people who say the vaccine is a modern day miracle from God. It was Is this um, a surprise to God? Like, oh, darn it. it mutated and there's a different different strain now Well, no you don't
1: have to worry about that because according (sighs) to bloomberg uh scientists say the variant carries a high number of mutations in its spike protein which plays a key role in the virus's entry into the cell bodies it's also what is targeted by the vaccine so no never fear right because the vaccines will take care of it So it says, but if the protein changes enough, it raises concerns that mutations could make immunizations less effective.
2: It'll make God's miracle less effective.
1: So it's less effective than not effective because the vaccines aren't effective. Please
2: quit accrediting this to Uh, God.
1: So basically, the good news is bad news. Uh, The vaccines work well against the new variant just as well as it do against the old variant, which is not very good because COVID's, uh, it's more people are infected with COVID this year than they were last year, basically. So- um, We did
2: not beat COVID, guys.
1: At least in a lot of places. So um, there you go. God's miracle of science is, um, I don't know, doing something. So, <laughs> but just to round this all out, President Biden, he does want you to know um, the importance of getting vaccinated, and he wants you to especially know the importance, in light of this Omicron variant, to get your kids vaccinated. Your five-year-old children, he wants you to make sure that they're vaccinated against the Omicron variant, um, because it's super important, or else why would he say it? Yeah, right. (laughs) So there you go. That's the news for the week. It was awesome.
2: At least we end it with me laughing.
1: So, as we get ready to end this episode, <laughs> is there any last thoughts that you have?
2: Uh, my thoughts, I don't know. I mean, as usual, look at it all as a spiritual, um, spiritual battle. I think I say that a lot, but that's always the last thing on my mind at the end of it. I'm shaking my head and I'm just like, "Don't be duped. Don't believe the lies." And look at it as brainwashing. Look, you—we gotta see this is this is Satan's platform, the media, it is, and he's speaking to everybody through it. And you gotta recognize God's voice and His voice, and don't define the terms as liberal and conservative to divide us all, to divide the body of Christ. Yeah, we're dividing America, but we're really dividing the body of Christ, and that's what it's really getting at. It's not really just about. Making people forget about our American roots, which, um, you know, our covenant with God, with our founding fathers, but it's just destroying the church. It's not just an attack on uh, America.
1: No. It's Although
2: not. America is going to go down if it's Christians hard to save her. Don't Especially continue don't. in the word and uh, love one another and have discernment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just want to end on, I know we're kind of mocking the people who, you know, the modern miracle folks, we don't mean to be necessarily making fun of you. We obviously would disagree with the idea of the vaccine being a, you know, miracle from God, because, you know, we believe God's miracles are a hundred percent effective. Yes. Um, all that the time, every point. time. Um, but, you know, we do believe that modern medicine is definitely a blessing um, in mm-hmm. you know, a lot of respects. but you know, our well, views on the COVID vaccine are yeah. not the president's uh, views. So, um, a little bit mocking there, a little joking. We're not trying to offend anybody, but we just don't necessarily agree. So yeah, as we end it here, I just want to yeah reiterate kind of what Nikki's saying. I mean, the world's wicked and unfortunately like you know, we don't have our armor on, you know, the Bible tells mm-hmm. us to put on the armor of God. There's very few people walking around in the armor of God right now. So if you're one of them, thank you, praise God for you. Um, but if you're not one of them, it's about time you got that armor on. It's a uh, long past time. You got that armor on because, um, wickedness abounds and nobody's prepared to fight it, um, properly. You know, we think we're going to go to the election or go to a, a booth on election day and somehow that's going to turn back mm-hmm. the tide. It mm-hmm. hasn't, the world's gotten more and more wicked. America's lost more of its more or more and more of its religious underpinnings. There's no politician you're going to mm-hmm. elect that turns that back. That starts with you and me. Um, and that's kind of the point of looking at these wicked stories. And then also just so you can kind of, again, see what the world is and how to navigate through it. That's kind of our our hope and our intention. So we like to bring good stories when we can. We try to be a little lighthearted when we can, but it's hard when you're staring the wickedness that is our country and in, in the face, it's hard to be, you know, find a lot of good stories. So,
2: right.
1: Um, but hopefully coming back next Wednesday, I guess this is good news. We can end on this good news. The final episode of the rise and fall of Mars Hill might be out next week. And praise God will be done. listening to that.
2: Um, oh, I'm excited to hear the last one. We'll hopefully be free.
1: We'll,
2: I want to know, you know, how mark driscoll's
1: doing just so you guys know i have reached out to mark driscoll on twitter he has not responded to me i wanted to have him on and talk to him and still waiting to hear from him so we'll see how that goes but that's all we got for you guys today we will talk to you again on wednesday love you god bless